Hallelujah. Well, you're in the right place at the right time. And I believe that you're about to hear the right thing that will take your life to another level. Amen. You, your faith is the victory that overcomes the world. I'm telling you, the greater one lives on the inside of you. You have mountain moving faith on the inside of you. The greater one lives on the inside of you. His word is working in you. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means Jesus is working. As he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. I'm telling you, he is working today. He's moving through people. He's moving in you. He's working in you. And I'm telling you, God is manifesting right in your home. He's manifesting right in your car right now. There's no limitations. There's no limitations. There's no limitations. Hallelujah. Don't, don't see this, this situation that we're in as being a limited situation. Don't look at, at where we've been. Yeah, we've been doing, doing stay at home. We can't go here. 50% this, 25% this. But don't see our lives as being limited in any way. Those are natural limitations. I'm telling you, there's nothing. The word of God is not constrained. Hallelujah. The love of God is not constrained. There's no limitations. All things are possible to him that believes. And I believe the greater one is working in your life and working in you mightily. I speak healing in your body. I speak peace in your mind. I command the confusion that's surrounding your mind for it to subside where there's darkness overshadowing you. I declare light is flooding your home. Light is flooding you. Hallelujah. Discouragement you leave now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Healing in your body. Strength in your immune system. Hallelujah. Enemy, you have to flee. We resist the devil and he flees from us. He flees from us, right? Resist the devil steadfast in the faith and he flees from us. Hallelujah. You stand up right where you are and you, as just a point of, uh, of faith, as, as I'm resisting the devil, I'm resisting every sickness, I'm resisting every disease, that it cannot stay in my body, it cannot last in my body. Hallelujah. Fear, you cannot stay. You have to go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. God is faithful. And so tonight we're going to continue talking about faith. We're going to continue to pump you full of faith. Why? Because we're going to pump you full of the word. And when you hear the word, hallelujah, you're being built up in faith. Amen. Last week, uh, Pastor Rick uh, talked about the, our words and, and talked about, uh, about, about being faith, speaking faith-filled words and, uh, and the spirit of faith and how, how we having that same spirit of faith. That we would say things, that we would speak things. And tonight, I want to continue along those lines, but what I want to deal with tonight, and my title for tonight, is seeing and saying. Seeing and saying. And we're going to get to the saying things in a, in a moment, because I believe a lot of times we might be saying things, but are we seeing things? And... Uh, and and so we're going to get into this, and I'm going to uh, just uh, just talk out of my heart tonight. I'm going to do some teaching tonight. So uh, I'm just believing uh, the Holy Spirit for the anointing of uh, the teacher uh, to to rest upon me. Hallelujah! So if you have your Bibles, turn to Second Corinthians, chapter five. Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse seven. Let me make the, the statement of the title again. 
seeing and saying. Now, when I refer to seeing tonight, I'm not referring to, I'm not referring to what we see with these eyes. Because right here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Meaning, we're, not, we're walking by faith and we're not walking according to this sight. So you might say, well, Justin, what does seeing have to say with it, be, have to do with it? Because the word says we, don't, we walk by faith and not by sight. So it doesn't have anything to do with what we see. Like I said, I'm not talking about what we see with these eyes. I'm talking about what we see with these eyes. I'm talking about what we see with the eye of faith. I believe it's possible to see things with this eye and not see things with these eyes. And I call, I call this, I call this a knowing down on the inside of you. Spiritual seeing brings about a inward knowing. Let me say that again. A spiritual seeing brings about an inward knowing. An inward knowing. You see, when you know something, you know something. And when you know something, someone can't talk you out of it. Why? Because you believe what you know. You know, if I were to hold this up, you, you would, if I would say, what is this? And you would say, it's a glass. And I would say, well, how do you know that it's a glass? Because you know it's a glass. You, you've had time with it. You've seen it with these eyes. Not only that, but, but you've used it. You've experienced it. So you know this. So, so you see this. And because you see this, you know that it's a glass. And it's the same thing when we talk about spiritual eyesight. It's having a knowing down on the inside of you. So let me ask you a question. Is it possible to have spiritual eyesight? Let's go to let's go to 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Don't want to get in a hurry with this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit for being our teacher. And I believe that we're growing in mountain moving faith. Hallelujah. The God kind of faith. How God operates. Hallelujah. We have the same. We have the measure of faith. Hallelujah. We're talking. This is how God operates. This is how God lives. God lives by faith. Hallelujah. Everything God. He created by faith. But so is it possible. To have spiritual eyesight. Is it possible to see things with this eye. And not see things with these eyes. For the sake of time. I'm just going to look at verse 14. It says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. So natural man. So we're looking at natural man. We're, we're talking about something physical. So, so my natural eyesight would be related to my natural man, correct? So it tells me the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God. Meaning there's things that the spirit of God will show me. That my natural man cannot understand. That my natural man can't make sense of. That my natural man doesn't know how. Why? Because it's, it tells us here, 
uh, it says, for they are foolishness unto him. Meaning your natural man, these eyes can't see what the spirit of God wants to do because in these eyes, they may look foolish. And it says, because they look foolish, you cannot know them. Let me read it again. But the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. So let me, let's look at it again. So if I have spiritual eyesight, then I can know something. Why? Because the natural man can't receive it. And when he can't receive it, he can't know it. Does that make sense? There's a connection between what I see here and having a knowing. You have, what is knowing? And knowing is a solidified faith. Knowing is having a solidified faith. I know it. I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. And it's the same thing here. If I receive spiritual things, then I, and I receive them, I can know them. So if I have spiritual eyesight, I can know that I know that I know that I know. There's a connection between seeing and believing. Now, like I said, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about these eyes. Because we live by faith. We walk by faith and not by these things. But we walk by spiritual eyesight. So we walk by faith and not by sight. I really want you to see tonight the, 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 the interchange of knowing and believing. The interchange of knowing and having faith. So hear this. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by a spiritual knowing, not a, we walk by a spiritual seeing, not a natural seeing. Why? Because spiritual seeing will bring about a knowing. Are you with me? Now let's read the verse again. But the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God for their foolishness to him Neither can he know them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. So the natural man can't see what God wants to do. Why? Because they're spiritually discerned. Now, this word discerned is also the root of that word in the Greek discerned. And we're going to look at this word, that word later on uh, towards the end of the message tonight. But as, as we teach this, but spiritually discerned, this word discern, the very root form of this word discern means to perceive and also means to have perception. What does perception mean? It's you have the ability to see things. So my natural mind might not be, my natural man can't see it, but I can know it. Why? Because they're spiritually discerned. Why? Because I can gain a spiritual perspective. I can gain spiritual seeing. Hallelujah. I can perceive things down on the inside of what I think Kenneth Hagin used to call down on the inside of your knower. Your, your knower. When I first moved to Texas or before I moved to Texas and the Lord said, said, I, I, in, in uh, January of 19, hallelujah, January of 1999. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, you're going to be here the majority of the rest of your life. You know what? I didn't see anything with these natural eyes. 
But all of a sudden, when he spoke that to me, all of a sudden, I could see the next step. I didn't see everything, but I saw the next step. So therefore, I had a knowing what the next thing to do. I couldn't see how it was going to work. I couldn't see it with these eyes, but I could had a knowing down on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. So is it possible to see things with the eye of faith and not see things with these eyes? Hallelujah. Let's look at, let's look at an example to prove what I'm saying here. Because I'm telling you, your natural eyes will cause you to be double-minded. Your natural senses will cause you to operate in fear. When you see a doctor's report, your mind can go all over the place. When you have symptoms, your mind can go all over the place. And all those things are natural things that's, that's, that's giving you, giving you a, a direction. But yet there's also a spiritual knowing that as believers, we walk by faith and not by sight. I walk by a spiritual knowing, a spiritual seeing, and not a natural seeing. Hebrews chapter 11 Let's look at verse 27. It says, by faith, he, this is talking about Moses, forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Wait a minute. How can you see someone who is invisible? See, He forsook Egypt. He left Egypt behind. Egypt represented his comfortable place. Egypt represented wealth. Egypt represented uh, status. Egypt represented um, security. Egypt represented so many things. And it said he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. See, fear will drive you in so many different directions because of what you see and what you hear with what your five physical senses are dictating you, right? Hey, we're all, we've all, we all do it. And, we, and sometimes if you're not careful, you can do it on a daily basis. We constantly have to guard ourselves from, from the things that the enemy tries to bombard us with. But we have to do it not in the natural, but we have to do it in the spiritual aspect of things. Why? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by a spiritual perception and not our five physical senses. So here it says that he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Wow. He could see something that other people couldn't see. He could see. He could see something that other people couldn't see. Kind of reminds me of that time when the prophet is with a servant and they're being surrounded by an enemy and the prophet isn't sure what to do. And, and yet the prophet uh, stands up and he says, what do we do? And what do we do? We're being surrounded. And yet the prophet says, says praise and then says, God, open his eyes. And all of a sudden he could see. He could see angels that were surrounding. And they could see things. Why? Because the prophet could see 
what the servant couldn't see. Why? Because he saw things with from a different perspective. Moses was the same way. If we're going to be men and women of faith, we're going to have to see things that other people can't see. We're going to have to see things from the eye of faith. He saw him who was invisible. How could he see him who was invisible? Why? Because Moses heard a word. He heard. He, he, he got a word from God. Go set my people free. Go do this or go do that. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. So faith is having spiritual eyesight. It's having a knowing on the inside of you. Where does that knowing come from? It begins in the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by a spiritual eyesight and not a natural eyesight. But yet faith comes by hearing by the word. So what's going to give me spiritual eyesight? It's going to always come back to the word. The word. The word. The word. How are you going to gain insight? It's the word. It was the word that came out of the prophet's mouth that opened that servant's eyes. It was the word that came to Moses that caused him to endure. It was the word planted on the inside of them that caused him to see what other people can't see. Hallelujah. When you know something, you are convinced of something. When you know something, when you have spiritual eyesight... And you know that you know that you know that you're convinced of something and no one can take it away from you. No one can take it out of your heart because you know. You're you know, for, for instance, for, you know, how, how many of us that, you know, you, you've gone to a restaurant and you like that restaurant. And, and all of a sudden when you left that re restaurant, you had to tell somebody else about it. You had to tell somebody else. See, and, and, and also you've gone to restaurants and you've had horrible experiences, right? And, and all of a sudden you can't, you're, every, every time they talk about a restaurant, you, you, you bring up that fact. Why? Because you had an experience with something and you know something because you can't help but know something and speak it. If you know something, you're going to speak it. That's why, that's why it's so hard for, for, for people to, to, hear, to hear gossip. And, and remember, you, know, you tell, well, hey, well, um, don't tell anybody. You know, and they tell somebody and they say, well, now don't tell anybody. Why? Because now they know something that no one else knows. They've got to tell somebody else. Why? Because they know something. I know that's a silly illustration. But what I want you to see is when you know something here, you can't help but speak it. So I want you to understand that, that, that faith is not doing mental gymnastics. When you come to a place of knowing, you can't help but speak. When you know that God is a healer, you can't help but say it. 
When you know God's your provider and, and, you're, and you have a, a report come against you, when you've entered into a place of faith, you stand up in the midst of that. Well, he's going to provide for me. He provided for me yesterday. He's going to provide for me tomorrow. Why? Because of a knowing on the inside of me. See, that's coming to a place of I walk by faith and not by sight. It's impossible to be in a, in a place of faith and not speak. Why? Because faith is in your heart and in your mouth. And also fear is in your heart and in your mouth. You can't help but speak what's in your heart. You can't help but speak what you know. What do you know? I can tell what you know by what's coming out of your mouth. I can tell what I know about a situation by what's coming out of my mouth. I can tell if I'm, being, if I'm walking by faith or walking by sight by what's coming out of my mouth. So this is all about seeing and saying. Seeing and saying. When you see, you will say. When you see, you will say. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Are you learning something tonight? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the word. Hallelujah. Thank you that we're growing up into faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What direction we want to go? Let's go to, let's go to Mark chapter 11. And let's, let's continue on this path of speaking faith and speaking just for a little longer. Mark chapter 11. If you have faith, if you're in faith, if you know something, you will speak it. So let's look at uh, Mark chapter 11. Thank you, Lord. Starting verse 22. In the King James, it says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. So have faith in God. So we could say have spiritual eyesight. With God. Be able to see God with this. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain. Now think about it. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain. So there's a connection between having faith and saying something. Be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, hallelujah, but shall believe that those things with he sh- what he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So look at the last part of verse 23. Not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Not doubt in his heart, but shall see. That those things with which he saith shall come to pass. So the thing that he sees, he's saying, and the thing that he's saying shall come to pass. Now let's go to uh, Luke chapter, I believe it's 17. Luke chapter 17. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the word. Hallelujah. We have eyes to see. We have eyes to see. I believe as you're watching tonight, you have eyes to see. 
You have ears to hear. You have a heart to understand. And I'm telling you, we are growing in mountain-moving faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 17. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 6. And the Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say, There's some translations that say, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you would say. Meaning, if you had faith, you would say. So, how can I tell I'm in a position of faith? I'm saying. And it's not me trying to tell myself, okay, I guess I need to say something. Or I guess I need to speak something. No, if you had faith, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say. So, if I have faith, I'm going to say something. Why? Because if you know something, you're going to say it. You're going to speak it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So there's a connection between seeing and saying. Remember Romans chapter uh, 10 tells us where's faith? Faith is where? In our heart and in our mouth. And if you believe in your heart... Believe in your heart, and I confess with my mouth, I shall be saved. If I believe, if I have spiritual perception of something in my heart, if I know if I say this prayer, if I know down here that Jesus died on the cross, he died for me, and I confess that with my mouth, I shall be saved. I'm telling you, that that a miracle just took place. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life and you believed, you had spiritual understanding, perception. You couldn't see Jesus on the cross with your natural eyes. You didn't see him with those stripes on his back. There was something down on the inside of you that chose to say, I believe that. I see that. I understand that. And if I confess with my mouth, I shall be saved. So a miracle was on the other side of my seeing and my saying. See, salvation, you're, you know, you may say, well, you know what? I've never really seen a miracle with these eyes. Well, hey, you're looking at a miracle right here. Why? Because I'm born again. I was made a new creation. And that's one of the greatest miracles that you'll ever see. But it all had to do with seeing and saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Just had in my heart tonight, the Holy Spirit was just telling me, don't get in a hurry. Hallelujah. I want you to, I want you to see this played out in some other examples in Scripture. Seeing and saying brings about the miraculous. Seeing and the saying brings about the will of God. Seeing and saying brings about the fulfilled purpose in your life. So let's look at a couple examples of this. Hebrews chapter 11, let's look at verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac... And he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. 
Hallelujah. So Isaac, the only begotten son. Verse 18. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. So there was a promise. Abraham was given a promise that Isaac would be his seed. He was given a promise that he'd be the father of many nations. But yet God is wanting him to offer up his only begotten son. How does that work? See, in the natural, for the long time, for the first part of Abraham's journey with God, Abraham couldn't understand this. And because he couldn't see it here, he tried to see it here. And because he tried to see it here, he tried to, he tried to do it in so many different ways. He tried to do it thinking, well, maybe it's one of my servants in my house. Maybe it's, maybe it's from this, 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 this son of this servant. And okay, well, maybe, maybe if I, if I'm with Hagar and we have Ishmael, maybe Lord, he says, Lord, may, 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 may he be, you know, blessed before you. Maybe Ishmael be blessed before you, God. And, and, and it didn't, it, it didn't pan out. It didn't work. Why? Because Abraham was trying to do things based on walking by sight. So it's all the time. It's like, how? God, how, how are you going to fulfill this purpose? How are you going to fulfill what you've called me to do? How are you going to heal my body? How are you going to, to restore my life? How are you going to restore my marriage? How are you going to do this? How are you going to take care of this? But yet Abraham had to grow. He had to shift from being led by this to now being led by spiritual discernment. What does he say in verse 19? Verse 18 again, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Verse 9, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. From whence also he received him in a figure. He received him in a figure. The word figure means in bodily form. So what, what are we seeing here? What is, what is Abraham saying? He's saying, look, I'm going to do what God told me to do. Why? Because I see down in here my son already raised. See, he saw it. He saw him in a figure. He saw him in a figure. You're like, well, you know, Abraham really didn't, didn't, didn't necessarily know what was going on. Or, yeah, Abraham knew what was going on. Let's go to, hold your, place in, hold your place in Hebrews 11 and let's go to Genesis 22. I want you to see this because when Abraham saw something, he said something. You're going to see this faith principle here. Hallelujah. See, oftentimes we have to stop saying the problem and saying what the word says. Remember, he, Abraham received Isaac raised in a figure. I mean, see, he, this, nothing's happened yet. But look at here in verse five, for sake of time, just verse five. Then Abraham said unto his young men, what did Abraham do? He said something. And Abraham said unto the young men, abide ye here with me in the donkey and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Worship for Abraham had nothing to do with, oh, Jesus, we love you. We praise you. No, worship had to do with a sacrifice. Yeah. 
Worship had to do with, with the shedding of blood. He knew what God was requiring him to do. But yet on the inside of him, he had this, this perception that I received him in an image. And what did he do? He said, me and the lad are going to go yonder. We're going to go worship and we're going to return. Meaning I'm going to go and I'm going to go kill my son. And God is going to raise him up out of the ashes. And me and the lad are going to come back. Why? Because he was seeing and he was saying. He was no longer being led by this eyesight. But he was being led by this eyesight. And as he received that image in here, he said, me and the lad will return. Thank you, Father. Let's look at another example. Go to Hebrew, go to verse 3. Go to verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things that do appear. Meaning everything that you see in the natural was created by something that you couldn't see with these eyes. See, this was God. This is, now we're talking about how did God operate? God, it said the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were framed by the word of God. How were the worlds framed when, when God said, let there be light, let there be this, let there be that, let there be this. What was he doing? He was speaking, but yet he was speaking what he was seeing. So he was seeing and he was saying, and what he, what he said, all of a sudden now he was seeing. The worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which were made of things that do not appear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, God saw things and he spoke things. Let me show you another scripture concerning this. Go to Isaiah chapter 46. <clears throat> on how God operates with seeing and saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you, Lord. Verse 9 says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there's none else. I am God and there's none like me. Now he explains why there's no one like him. I love this. He's, he's going to tell us why no one's like him. Why is no one like him? Because he declares the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Meaning, I'm going to do everything that's in my heart. So he declares the end from the beginning. He's going to declare the end from the beginning. How can he declare the end from the beginning if he hasn't seen it yet? The only way that God can declare the end from the beginning if he knows the end. So that means that he saw something before he said something. Seeing and saying brought about everything that you and I see with these. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Are you getting this tonight? Seeing and saying. Hallelujah. Go to Romans chapter 4. Have time for two more scriptures. Hallelujah. Some of you are already in your pajamas, so you're good. Hallelujah. Romans 4. Hallelujah. I encourage you that if you're writing the scriptures down, you can go and read before and after these verses that I'm giving you. And they'll, they'll even give you some more nuggets and, and confirm what I'm sharing with you tonight. Uh, but, but listen to this. In Romans chapter 4, verse, just if we look at verse 16 and 17 in the Amplified, verse 16 says, Therefore, the promise is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith. Now, I love this. If we look at the scripture this way, the promise, therefore, the promise is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith. So what is your outcome going to be based on? This is talking about Abraham here. It says the promise is the outcome of faith. So the outcome of the promise had everything to do with faith. So the outcome of your promise is going to have everything to do with faith. The outcome of what you're standing for, what you're believing for, the finances, the increase, the jobs, the better jobs, the increase, favor, governmental laws changing, schools being opened up, businesses expanding, businesses increasing, all those things, the outcome of that has to do with faith. That's what it says. Therefore, the promise is the outcome of faith and it depends entirely on faith. In order that it might be given as an act of grace to make it stable and valid, and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants. Now get this, not only to the devotees and the adherents of the law, but also, the, also those who share the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. We share the faith of Abraham. So how did Abraham live? Seeing and saying. Look at the next verse. As it is written. This is talking about the sharing that faith. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. See, God started calling. God saw Abraham as Abraham when he was Abram. So Abraham means the father of many nations. But, but while he was Abram, God called him Abraham. So God saw Abraham as the father of many nations. And so therefore, every time he had a conversation with him, he was saying, Abraham, father of many nations, 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 father of many nations. What was, what was he doing? Hallelujah. As written, I've made you the father of many nations in the sight of God in whom he believed what who gives life to the dead. And he speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. So God was speaking things that didn't exist yet in here. But he was seeing things here and speaking things here so he could then see things here. Seeing and saying. It's the key to miracles. Seeing and saying it's the key to a fulfilled purpose. Seeing and saying. 
I want to close with this. Go to, go to Philemon, verse 6. There's only one chapter. It's right before Hebrews. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Philemon, verse 6. says that the communication of thy faith. That word communication is the word koinonia. It's, it's intercourse. It's the intermingling. It's, it has to do with relationship. It has to do with tight connection. So the, the tight connection of your faith, the relationship of your faith. Hallelujah. So it also has to do with life. The, so the life of your faith. So the communication of your faith, the communication of thy faith may be effectual. Meaning as your faith is growing, as you're united with your faith, there's going to be effectual. What's the word effectual there mean? It means energy. It means active. So here Paul's talking to Philemon and he's, he's saying that the communication of your faith, hallelujah, may be active. Meaning as you're communicating your faith, as you're communicating your relationship, as you're speaking, as you're sharing, your faith is active, it's living, it's got energy. That word, that word uh, effectual there is where we get our word energy from. Thank you, Father. Just bear with me. Energy by the acknowledgement, by the acknowledgement, hallelujah, of every good thing which is in Christ Jesus. Now, stay with me here. That the communication of your faith would gain energy. How would it gain energy? By you acknowledging something. So your faith is going to gain momentum. Your faith is going to grow. Your faith is going to gain power as you acknowledge something. Now, now hear me. Now, this word acknowledge is also the root of that is where we get discernment. And that word discernment is when we talk about perception. And perception has to do with what you know. So communicate through the communication of thy faith, your faith will be effectual. It will gain energy by your perception, what you know, by everything that's in Christ Jesus. So what can I leave with you with tonight? What is your acknowledgement, acknowledgement, your knowing of every, what does it say? Acknowledging of every good thing which is in Christ Jesus. What do you know that you have in Christ Jesus? Because see, it's what you know that you have in Christ Jesus is what's going to give your faith energy. I know that Jesus died for me. I know that he sticks closer than a brother. I know that he will never leave me nor forsake me. I know that he supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I know that he took stripes upon his back for healing in my body. I know that that he has freed me and healed me. He has set me free from every bondage. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. So your faith gains energy. When you acknowledge, when you have discernment, 
when you know everything that you've been given in Christ Jesus. You see, when you meditate in what you know you've been given in Christ Jesus, it will start to change what you see in here. And when you change what you start seeing in here, you will be saying different things out of here. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you, Father. We thank you for what Jesus has done for us. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for continuing to cause us to grow in this life of faith. And as we grow in this life of faith, I thank you that we will be victorious in every area of our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Do you receive that word today? Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to this message again. Send it to other people. I'm telling you, this is, as I was studying this today, there were some things in my own life I, I know I needed to make some adjustments on. Hallelujah. Seeing and saying. It's the key to the miraculous. Thank you, Father.